Hey there, friends. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to our next Collaboration Zone Zoom party. This is a free Zoom chat get together with all of my entrepreneur friends in the Rise and Recovery Network, where we can share mind and business growth tips, strategies, and you get to network with other entrepreneurs of all experience levels. So if you want to level up your business and get connected, book your spot today. Head on over to www. The road forward slash collaboration zone. When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost. Welcome to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast, and my name is Tamar, your host. Have you ever felt like you were meant for more? Well, I help people discover their purpose so they can follow their passion and realize what they are truly capable of. My mission is to empower people in recovery to embrace their authentic selves, live up to their true potential, and answer the question, what lies beyond recovery for you? Hey everyone, how's it going? Tamar here from the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. You know, I was reflecting the other day on my podcasting journey and how this all started off when I was still working corporate. I was traveling for a living and I wanted to gain um, control over my health, right? Because in my own sobriety, my health aspect of my journey has something that's been very, very up and down. And, you know, it's it's cool how it progressed into when COVID happened, writing my first book, Hope Elevated, and really learning to become vulnerable because it was at that point that I realized that even though I had shared part of my story and I wasn't afraid to say that I was sober, this really opened things up for me, right? This um, allowed me to become more honest with my listeners and what was really going on, what had gone on in the past. And so I think it was a really great step in my own personal development was becoming vulnerable. And that's kind of what has led me to where I am today. And I believe that learning to become authentic and vulnerable has really helped me in my journey. And I notice it when I work with my clients, when I am on the journey with them, right? I'm walking beside them on the journey. You know, I give them energy. I give them the tools that they need to master their mind and lead more authentically fulfilled lives. When we're doing that together, they not only get to see my journey and my progress, but you know, they they also get to see and witness each other's journeys, which I think has been incredibly cool. That's why I love doing group training. And it's also one of the reasons that Lindsay and I decided to launch this mini series called Tomorrow and Lindsay Go Neuro. And today we're going to be talking about the subconscious mind. Now, as you know, we obviously have our conscious mind, those things that we are aware of. And what I was incredibly fascinated about was learning the science behind how our brains process information, right? We have so much stuff, so much stimuli coming into our brain at once, but our brain only filters some of it and puts it into our conscious awareness. So if you think about this for a minute, when something comes to our mind, when we think about something, 
our brain has already processed and filtered this, right? There could have been, you know, a million other things that came into your brain at the very same time, but because your conscious mind is only bringing to light the important stuff, right? You know, when we're, we're um, basically focused attention, we're focusing on the things that are important to us. And oftentimes we're oblivious to other things that are going around us, right? It doesn't mean that our brain's not taking in that information. It just means it filters to what is important to you at that time. So here is where we're going to be talking about implementation intentions and how they work, how you can use them in your life. Of course, we dig much, much deeper in this, in the program. Um, we go over, you know, we start with purpose and values and flow. Then we go into the belief system. Then we go into mindset, how we can alter that mindset. We go into emotional intelligence, which is what we talked about on last week's show. And this week we're going to be chatting about the subconscious mind. So we're going to give you some tricks so that basically all that stuff goes that goes through your brain, your brain is actually going to bring to light in your conscious awareness, the important stuff, the stuff that you're thinking about, the stuff that you're priming yourself for. Now, before I get into that, I just wanted to mention, if you haven't joined us on a Collaboration Zone Zoom call, make sure you sign up today. You can go to www.theroadforward.ca slash collaboration zone. And on this call, I'm going to be doing some training for the first 10 to 15 minutes. After that, we do a speed connection round, which gives you a chance to introduce yourself, who you are, what services you provide, who you serve, and you can also ask for connections. So there, if there's an area in your business you know, that you need some help on, you need some support or additional resources, chances are someone in the group is going to be able to help you or even know someone that they can connect you with. So this is a great place for you to network. You know, this is also a great place we had on one of the last calls, we had some people that were launching courses, right? They were launching online challenges. So this gives you a chance to chat with the group, let them know, um, get feedback, you know, get them enrolled in your course as a beta tester pot potentially, or get them enrolled in your challenge. And they may even know people. So like I said, come join us. It's great. At the end of each session, we're either going to be doing a 10 minute hot seat where a participant will have a chance to volunteer. And this is volunteer only. You're not forced on the hot seat. You'll get a chance to bring to the group a roadblock that you're currently facing. And the rest of the group with all their experience will be able to give you suggestions that could help you get through and find solutions to that roadblock. And then of course we have member training, which will happen every other month. So if you have something that you would like to come into the group to teach the other members, you're going to get 10 minutes to do so. And then of course, we'll end it off with a little bit of Q&A, but come join us. These are going to be published as podcast episodes, so you never know who's listening. But if you're an entrepreneur, even if you're a, you know, inspiring, you're aspiring to become an entrepreneur, and this is something you want to get into, make sure you come jump on the call. They're a lot of fun. We have a lot of laughs, and I hope to see you there. Okay, guys, let's dig into today's episode on the subconscious mind. So as we're going to chat in this episode, you know, the, our subconscious mind is that part of the mind that does things automatically. 
you know, like driving a car. When we first started to learn it, it was very much so in our conscious awareness because we had to think about things. Right now, I bet you any of you that are listening, you could probably say how many times you have driven somewhere and you don't even remember getting there, you know, or you pulled into your driveway at night and you're like, wow, I don't even remember the drive, right? These are things that just become so automatic. So I challenge you during this episode, start noting things that you would like that currently you really have to think about, you really have to put effort into, but you'd really love to automate that habit a little bit more. Start writing those things down because at the end of the episode, we're gonna teach you what implementation intentions are. And so you can start using implementation intentions to really prime your brain based on cues. You know, like when you see something, you do something else. So I challenge you during this, grab a pen and paper, you know, listen to us chat about our experience of things. We also like to have a lot of fun. You know, we don't edit these episodes. If we screw up our words, it's okay. That's how we are. We love to joke around. But I challenge you to write some things out that you've always wanted to make a little bit more automated, that you wanted to do it automatically because we have so many examples that we could give, right? So we know it's possible, but I challenge you to write those things down that you want to start implementing into your life and you want to have just automatic so you do it. All right. I hope you enjoy. And we are back and Lindsay is not naked. I have she looks naked. So for you, though, the, those of you that are listening in, um, you'll just have to imagine. And for those of you who are watching us on you TV camera, then you know she's not naked. But anyway, Lindsay, how Please are don't you? imagine me naked. <laughs> it's like that public speaking, right? If you get nervous, don't you just picture the audience naked or the something? The audience like that? doesn't picture the speaker naked. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, forget that. Get that out of your... Well, we're talking about the subconscious mind today. Yes, we are. So this particular subject would be the conscious mind, which yes. we can get into that at another time. But basically, the subconscious mind is that part of our mind that does things automatically. So if you think about, you know, when we learn to drive a car, right, we... 10 and 2, really careful, didn't want the music on, had to completely focus because it was in our awareness. Like we were consciously thinking about what we were doing. And now, Lindsay, I don't know if you can relate, but I know I have literally gone places, driven home, and really don't even remember the drive home. Like I'll just pull into my driveway and I'm, I just, I've just gotten there. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, as, as I'm thinking about this more, so because I myself have barely driven over the past year and a half mm -hmm. due to COVID and not being able to drive anywhere and working from home and so on, I find that when I drive now, those things that the driving that once came so easily, it's not as easy anymore. Like I literally have to go back to... 10 and 2, pay super attention. And boy, do I witness some poor driving when I'm way more attentive now. <laughs> but that it is interesting is that when we don't do it, it, we start to lose that piece of it being a subconscious habit. I, I, that kind of took us off in a tangent, but I just love that example so much of 
Yeah, it, I used to be very con like, okay, I know where I'm going, A to B, super, here's my route. But now, okay, remember, you have to shoulder check here. Okay, remember, the 10 and 2. Okay, remember, not just right. And so it's very, anyways, that's another tangent. So we're just going to stop. So great point as to what it and, is. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And it is true, right? It's with habits, right? How yeah. does your subconscious mind help us? So everything that we do or experience that's new, there's always going to be a bit of resistance the first time we try it, right? Mm -hmm. We implement a new habit. We do something. It's always, you know, there's going to be this discomfort of like, can I do this? You know, the limiting. And this is why if you haven't listened to, you know, our previous episodes, make sure you listen to beliefs, mindset, emotional intelligence, because this all builds up to where we are now. But the more we do things, the more automated they become. And so mm -hmm. a good example for me was, and probably most people can relate to this, is working out, right? Going to the gym. Um, first of all, I mean, I've got a totally different perspective on all that. I don't believe you necessarily have to go to the gym, but, you know, do the things you love. That definitely helps implementing your habits. But once you have a habit that you want to in implement, for me, it was getting up in the morning and working out. So doing some form of activity. And, you know, I tried it in the past and I would wake up and I would just be miserable. I'm like, I don't like this. And, you know, I would get it done and I felt better and I try to hang on to that feeling, but it was very difficult. And so I started shifting it. I'm like, well, maybe I'll do it at the end of the day. Well, as we know, life happens, right? And when you're working a job, there's stress, there's all the stuff that comes up. And so I would find myself more often than not driving home, driving by the gym, going, I'll do it tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, how do I automate this, right? How mm -hmm. do I get this into my subconscious mind that it just becomes something that's so natural that I just do it? And I thought, okay, I'm going to start going half an hour earlier. I'm going to do something I like. So that was the first habit, right? And then when that got comfortable, I did half an hour earlier. And it got to the point where I started priming, right? And we talk about this in the NeuroChange method. And it's something that you and I are doing right now in the 90-day challenge, which we're also going to be taking our clients through, mm -hmm. is that what can I do so that my brain has this cue to go, okay, Tamar, you're up, you're going to work out. So when I was traveling for a living, I knew I wanted to keep on track and I would actually put out my gym clothes. I'd have them right beside me, already folded nice and neat so that as soon as I woke up in the morning, I looked over, I put on my clothes and I left. I went to work out, right? And it became a habit that now my body is still, even as an entrepreneur, it's it. I still get up very early, as you know, mm -hmm. and I, I do my, my workouts first. Still to this day, you know, and this is a few couple years down the road, I still put my clothes out ready the night before. That's how much it's ingrained in my subconscious mind. Yep. So what about for you? Like what's something that you've done that's just become automated for you? Uh, the exact same thing. No, I'm totally joking. <laughs> I don't go to the gym. Um, no, I, you know, lots of things, but specifically with the running. So very similar with the laying the things out and but what I have often struggled with is having barriers and things that pull me away from, from the habit as I'm starting to implement it. And there's this, so there's a couple of things that I've, that we, that we discuss a little bit more. And that's the idea of visualization 
mm-hmm. and mental contrasting. And they're not really the same thing. So visual, visualization, that's not a word. <laughs> that's not a word. No, no, it's not. So visualization is essentially that. Yeah, you visualize yourself doing the thing, achieving the result. How it feels at the end, all the goodness. Yay, it's wonderful. That's great. And that's wonderful. But and and a lot of people talk about that. But what really helped me and so oh my golly gosh, did it ever help me this Tuesday? Oof, took for my own run is that idea of mental contrasting. And so that's yes, that's like visualization, risk management, essentially. And it's you understand and you go through well, what could go wrong? What are the things that are going to get in my way that are going to block me on my way to implementing this tablet? Hablet? What is up with this tongue? <laughs> <sighs> that will help on the way to implementing this habit, getting this habit into my subconscious, into my automatic skills um, or way of being. And so that idea of the barriers and I know that Tuesday mornings I can also just be like you know and Tuesday morning I had nothing after a nine to ten session Mm -hmm. and I was like I could go running after I don't need to go running at seven this morning sure I'm in my clothes I can show up in my right and I went through this and thank goodness I've been doing my own mental contrasting because that's that is a that's a barrier And so my own thing that I've had to put in place, and we'll talk about these in a moment, are those implementation things. Mm -hmm. Is if I start thinking this way, then I need to think of future Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Because if I, from nine to 10, I'm part of a focus bubble and I'm in focused work. And if I all of a sudden pull myself out of that focus work to go and do my running, I know I'm not going to then get back into that focus flow. So really, I'm doing myself a disservice by thinking, I'll go running later. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a huge piece then. And, and, and something I've heard, uh, I forget where I heard it, but it is completely true is, you know, it is best to start building your habits, your healthy habits, when you are in a good mind frame, when you are in a positive mind frame, when you are more likely to stick with the hard things and go through the distractions um, so that the habit is then built and is already automatic. I just snapped for you listeners. <laughs> it's already automatic when those things get hard, when those barriers come in place, when those challenges do come. So that's my experience. It's really planning for the unexpected. And knowing how to do and knowing how to get over that. And yeah, like with my running, frick, had I not had that in place, I would not have achieved my own personal goals on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is awesome. And I think something also important to add is when it comes to implementing new habits, you really have to prioritize what's important to you. And I think that you, you said it perfectly when you could have gone after your session. You didn't have to go at seven in the morning, but when you're doing the mental contrasting, right? When you're visualizing what could potentially go wrong, I did the same thing when 
I had decided, okay, you know, yeah, I could go after work, but things keep coming up. Life keeps happening Mm -hmm. and I don't get it done. And I, I do that in my entrepreneur journey now. Like what is important to me? I do that stuff first, right? The stuff that lights me up, the stuff that fills my cup, that gets my day off to a good start. Those are the habits that I do first Mm -hmm. because then I know I'm in that right mindset, right? I'm in a good headspace. Mm -hmm. Then if something goes wrong the rest of the day, it's okay. And that's a good feeling. I mean, when you've gotten everything done and I'm sure people who work out a lot can, you know, relate to this is when you've got that workout in and you feel good. And then the rest of the afternoon, if you decide, you know what, I'm having a kind of bad day. My boss yelled at me. I'm going to go home and eat some ice cream and watch Netflix. That's okay Mm -hmm. because you still got it done. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's a new day. You can do something tomorrow, right? But we can't, we have to plan sometimes for the unexpected. And I think that's in goal achievement, that's something we don't do enough of, right? We don't do that pre-mortem or that post-mortem around what has gone wrong in the past and how can I create implementation intentions, which is something we're going to talk about now. Yes. And I think something that is so incredibly value and maybe, you know, after I kind of go through these, you can kind of share your experience through the challenge that we're doing. But, you know, basically implementation intentions are priming your brain based on cues. So it's using if then statements. So an example, you know, we did a case study or we do a case study through the program where it follows somebody who wants to run a marathon, right? So their goal could be, I want to eat and drink during the race in a way that helps me finish the race feeling strong, right? Your goal is not finishing the race. Your goal is doing things along the way that will help you finish the race strong, right? So you're focusing on the journey rather than the end result. And we keep talking about this, right? It's good to have that vision, that purpose where you want to go, the direction. But when you're on the road to achieving your goals, you want to have that journey and focus on the smaller wins. So an example could be if, you know, I'm holding my pace comfortably and I'm not, or sorry, if I'm not holding my pace comfortably and I'm not feeling strong, then I will run a bit faster. And I totally, you know, messed that up because it should be if I'm not, I'm not, um, or if I'm feeling strong, right? And I'm holding my pace comfortably, I can pick up the pace a little bit, right? So you can do um, tons of different examples and yeah, totally botch that, which, you know, sometimes I do that. But you know, for me right now, I, in my, in the 90 day challenge, I'm learning how to intuitively eat. Right. And so mine, my, if then statements would be like, if I go out for dinner, then I'm going to remember that I can order anything that I want, but I don't have to eat to excess. I can always order it the next time. So what would an if then be statement be for your intuitive eating? Do you, do you, have you, uh, this is on the spot, so I apologize. Yeah, it's okay. So have you developed one or what could be one? And like, as an example, and go, you can go and develop your own later. Absolutely. I so, won't hold you to it. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, one of mine right now is if I eat a meal that I'm really enjoying, a delicious meal, I'm not, then I'm not going to look at it as good or bad. Mm-hmm. Another one of them is um, if I'm eating a large meal, 
I will stop when I'm done, right? It doesn't, you know, it's basically the if part of it is the opportunity or the obstacle, right? So if you're looking at if, it's what is the opportunity or the obstacle that you need to overcome? Then, beautifully said, right? Then you're going to do this, right? So it's really like you talked about, it's planning. It's going, okay, what's my opportunity or my obstacle? then I'm going to do that. So if this happens, you know, during our session in class, it was a prime example. Our professor had said she had just experienced a power outage, right? Where she or where she lost her internet connection. Mm -hmm. So what did she do? She made sure she had her phone all charged. She made sure she had it ready and said, if the Wi-Fi goes, then I'm going to have my phone ready with my hotspot so that there's no disruption in class, right? So it could be anything you want. What are some of the examples that you have? this is an embarrassing one but okay so for the 90 day challenge um mine is to in 90 days i'm going to be uh, a plant-based diet and this has been something i've been trying to do for 10 years and it has not it's been difficult um, because of all the different diets that all the there's two different diets that have to go on in my house and it's not easy. And it goes against a lot of what I've been taught in my head, but I'm doing it because I understand, number one, how it connects to my deeper values, which I've never understood before. So I understand how it moves me forward in more alignment with my actions. Um, so yay, that's awesome. Um, I've understood how to include my husband in it, but specifically with one of the then statements. So we talk about things like having talismans and objects of good luck and how to exactly set those primes and cues up in your house. So I'm someone who loves cuddly things. So I went out and I bought myself an owl little squishmallow. And this squishmallow is like it, it, it's so embarrassing it sits on the back of the couch and so for me as i move towards uh shifting my diet towards a more plant-based if i eat uh if i eat a um dairy or meat product then i cannot snuggle this squishmallow it's it's absolutely ridiculous but to me like it's, it brings me joy to just squish it right so um and I hold myself to that so I you know on days where I don't have any dairy or meat I get to snuggle the squish out of it Mm -hmm. snuggle the squish out of it I would say you could do that because that's a little reward for me that's like I hit a dopamine right that's a joy center for me where I just get to sit in the joy of it and it's Mm -hmm. an animal um, specifically, and it's an owl specifically for personal reasons. Um, so there's a lot tied behind. It's not just a cute little squishmallow, but it's there's a reason behind it. And so if I get to do that, if I do this, then I get to hug it. If I go, yeah. if I get, if I go a day and I eat no dairy, drink no dairy, eat no no meat product. You can eat dairy, by the Thank way. Thank you. And drink dairy. I yeah, I, I'm realizing that as I'm thinking, geez. <laughs> um, then I get to snuggle Imogen. Yeah. She came with the name. I didn't make it up. There was a name on her take. 
I get to snuggle with Imogen in Z for short. I did that. But that's that's one of the that that to me is you you can personalize these if then statements for what brings you joy, for what rewards you, right? For what motivates you and what motivates me is humor. Right? Like and that's so humorous to me is I'm a almost 39-year-old woman. And here I am using a child's squishy pillow to motivate me towards plant-based diet mm -hmm. for reasons that are personal. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. And I, you know, like the priming stuff that you were talking about, I've started, you know, I bought a necklace to remind me to just be. And for me, the diet world has always been something that I've been a part of probably since the age of 18, 19 years old. And so that's why this intuitive eating goal for me was really, because at first, as you know, I set my original goal to lose 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then the more I started thinking about it, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, that is always comes across as negative. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I'm looking for. I want it to be something that's positive, which I've always wanted to learn how to be an intuitive eater. And so I actually had an experience of you know, an if then statement where I was walking into the grocery store, if I saw something that normally was on my bad list, because remember, when you're intuitive eating, there's no good or bad, mm -hmm. then I will remember that food is not labeled by good or bad. Yeah. Right. And it gave me because I went into the grocery store going, okay, tomorrow, this time you're not in a diet you're not weighing yourself. There's no skill, right? You want, you're eating what you want to eat. There was no restrictions. There was no mentality of this is going to be my last supper. So I need to binge or I need to do whatever. You're going to go into the grocery store and you're just going to look at everything. And this was the first time I've been able to walk into a grocery store as a result of setting up these implementation intentions mm -hmm. and going, I could buy that, but I can buy that anytime now. So yeah, I'm not going to get it today because maybe I'll get it next week. And then I did buy a few things. Like I was telling you, I bought a couple little pints of ice cream. I bought two, right? And normally that would be a no-no because that's bad. But I just thought I have two pints of ice cream. I have more than enough to last me a while. And guess what? I've only had two scoops of it because I know there's more there. So my if, you know, if I'm hungry, then I will go eat something that mm -hmm. makes my body feel good or that I'm, you know, craving but there's no lack anymore in my thinking. And that's, I just have to get used to that. And the goal is to bring it from my conscious awareness to something that just becomes part of my subconscious mind that I do without having to think of it. Well, I'm wondering, because this is very much building upon that idea of the limiting belief and then the mindset work that because you now understand what beliefs were keeping it, keeping you in labeling food good or bad mm -hmm. right you know and and i understand that mm -hmm. <laughs> right i understand that very well um as a as a purger recoverer um mm -hmm. but it, so as you're talking though like i'm just my 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 brain is linking everything like oh my gosh she was able to tap into a deeper purpose she was then able to identify what beliefs were limiting her in her relationship to food and how she saw it in moving forward in a healthy manner with it right 
And then what mindset, because until food is bad, this food is bad, this food is good, is a very fixed mindset. Yeah. Whereas now you're like, food is abundant and it's here. And I'm just going to pay way more attention to understand if I'm hungry or if I'm thirsty, am I bored, tired, like whatever, right? That we have been, so I, and so like you've just now tapped into all these different layers. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this was not planned as part of the episode. I just, <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, look at that. Like, it's just, it's beautiful yeah. how that all builds in. And so you can see how you have to become aware before you can make it a subconscious thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's the brilliant part of this program. And I can't wait. You know, we're starting our first group soon. And there will be a 90 day challenge, right? So yep. we're currently going through that 90 day challenge and we've yep. been now, and so part of the program of the neuro change method is we're gonna take you through, take you, see, I can't speak English either today. We're gonna Yay. take you through all these different modules that build upon one another that eventually get you to the point that at the end you're like, huh, now that I understand all this stuff and it's all built, I know the tools and concepts. Now we're going to pick one thing that you're going to work on and you're going to take all these parts out and you're going to implement it. And you're going to focus for 90 days on that one goal. And you just keep doing that over and over and over and over. Right. And it's super powerful. So I don't know about you, but I am super, super excited because this has been a life-changing experience for me, right? This is scientific, mm -hmm. evidence-based, factual stuff here. Mm -hmm. We're not talking woo-woo. Yes. We're not, none of that stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, mindfulness and all that is a huge part of this. Huge piece. It's the, we're going with the facts. Like, we're going to help you change your, your beliefs, your mindset. We're going to help you, you know, tap into that untapped potential by, you know, your, um, what am I trying to say here? taking control of your emotional intelligence, right? And then learning about your subconscious mind and why we think and how to automate things. Mm -hmm. now, it's just, it's going to be amazing. What I love is that it makes it so, because for the longest time, I was looking for something like this because I'm like, because mindfulness and all that yes important but there was a missing piece for me there was such a missing piece i'm like but why i don't mm -hmm. I, like I, why how i get it i understand this but there was a missing piece and this is the piece i find that scientific piece that goes into the brain mm -hmm. so we understand how to combine the brain and the mind mm -hmm. but the mind is very important in understanding how we can utilize and and manage our mind our, our brain a yeah. little bit more yeah and absolutely yeah yeah so yay it's gonna be <laughs> yay. amazing and if you want to learn more make sure you mm -hmm. head on over to our website which is www tamar and lindsay go neuro.com and you can always email us at info at tamar and lindsay go neuro.com if you're watching this uh on the screen you will see it below um but yeah we'd love to hear from you uh we can't wait to get started this is just like 
Oh, I'm super pumped. I can't wait to uh, to just share this experience with the world. And um, next week, we're going to be diving into neuroplasticity, Woo! which, I, to be honest, Woo! when I learned how to say the word, you know, I was super pumped. I think I probably said it to you five times the first time that I was like, neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity. I felt pretty cool. I, I loved it. And, and and you showed me your notes and everything. And I exactly. just wanted to high five you because I think that's <laughs> awesome. So everybody stay tuned and join us next week when we talk about neuroplasticity. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So what did you think of that episode? We have so much fun. Lindsay is one of my favorite friends. She and I, um, since we started this adventure together, have had a lot of laughs. We've been able to go through the NeuroChange Method together and just experience the changes. You know, I know for myself personally, when I started this journey, I, you know, I, I thought I had done a lot of work on myself. And honestly, I had, right? I mean, in recovery, I'd built that foundation. I've always been into personal development. I've always been interested in knowing how to improve, you know, now knowing how to not take things so seriously or get offended when I shouldn't. Because as you know, we can make up stories. And I think one of the biggest aspects of my journey that the NeuroChange Method has really helped me on is getting rid of those limiting beliefs. Because this is science, guys. This is evidence-based programs. All the tools that you will learn going through the NeuroChange Method are all fact. It's all been proven to work. And I have noticed that when I come up to a belief that I hadn't even thought about, you know, I know now how to challenge that belief, right? I know not to have that bias and only find information that's going to verify that my version of that belief is true, right? Now I will ask other people, I will hear their stories, I will give myself that, you know, emotional uh, disturbance, where it's like, oh, okay, you know what, they did it, maybe my belief isn't so true after all, and it gives me hope. So, this program has made such an impact. Like I said, Lindsay and I are going through this 90-day challenge right now where we're taking all the key concepts and actionable items and we're basically applying them to our own goals. And so we're going to be working with thought leaders, leaders, speakers, coaches, businesses, and bringing NeuroChange to the world. So if you're interested in learning more about the NeuroChange method and when our next program is starting, which is most likely going to be early August, end of July, you can email us at info at Tamar and spelled A-N-D, lindsaygoneuro.com. I will also make sure that the links are in the show notes there. You can come check out the website. You can sign up for the waiting list, but we're really excited to get this party started. And anyways, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Road Beyond Recovery. Did you know that our dreams can become a reality? When you determine your purpose in life and you allow that purpose to guide you, anything is possible. It just takes action. Don't wait until you're ready. Start to create the life you were truly meant to live right now. I am super passionate about my mission to help people live up to their true potential. So if you want to learn more, check out my website at www.theroadforward.ca. And until next week, keep exploring what lies beyond recovery for you.